0: Hey, welcome to the program, The Stinking Truth. Alongside Mike Evans, I am Mark Schler, the millennial Ben, producing the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with the winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Also, check out uh, my green chili line, my queso line at uh, stinkinggood.com. Michael, how are you, my friend? I am doing great. Looking forward to the uh, Memorial Day weekend. And if I may, take a quick moment mm-hmm. to uh, certainly thank and remember. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts for all who have served and paid the, uh, the ultimate sacrifice and also to those who continue to serve today. So yeah. thank you very much. Uh, what kind of, uh, are you going to be grilling? What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? Oh, it'll be a big grill weekend. Big, a lot of meat to be grilled. Oh, a lot of meat to be grilled and beer to be drank. Oh, I love eating meat. <laughs> yes, you do. I do love yes, to eat you, meat. Yes, uh, you, you do, 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 do enjoy that <laughs> so, so much. Well, you yeah. eat a lot of you meat. you eat a lot of meat. Yeah, yeah. you're going to. Yikes. Eat. Uh, so, a lot going on uh-huh. in the NFL. The gift that keeps giving. It's a 365-day-a-year monster that needs to be fed. And the big story this week was Colin Kaepernick working out for the Raiders. And now uh, the Raiders, pretty tight-lipped, as you'd expect Josh McDaniels to be, not really revealing a whole lot. But uh, sources indicate that the workout went pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why it wouldn't. I mean, shorts and a T-shirt, t-shirt—you like, uh, anybody can look good in shorts and a T-shirt. Well, not anybody could look good. Are you? No. Not so much not in so shorts much. and a T-shirt. No. Me? Probably not in a shorts and T-shirt. But, like, that that's the easy part. Here's the thing I take umbrage with, if you will. Um, Like, I'm watching, I, I think it was pro football talk. They're already rating Colin Kaepernick. Who hasn't played in five... The last time he played was in 2017. I think he got beat out by Blaine Gabbard. All of a sudden, uh, Colin Kaepernick's better than five starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like, pump the freaking breaks. You haven't played. You haven't been in the classroom. You haven't been watching film. You haven't been doing all the things. I'm just assuming this, but you haven't been doing all the things that are required to be good. Right? <laughs> like... Like you know how you get better at things you get if you get reps right what what's the old saying practice like there's like practice make perfect we throw that out the window practice that make perfect what what's the saying is practice that make perfect practice makes improvement, and if you prove on a consistent basis through your practice, eventually you'll get better or you'll get skilled but if you're not ever practicing. If you haven't practiced in five years, now I feel like Alan Iverson. Practice, we're talking about <laughs> practice. I, well, yeah, you're right. But if you haven't practiced, how are you going to be better than five starting quarterbacks? Like that's foolishness. That is that is like that's just stupid. Now, that, remember, that's not him saying that. That's you got some. You got no. Some I'm saying it's talking heads out there. Talk out yeah. there, uh, Mike Florio or whoever is saying that. No, no, no. Li- listen. Do I think he belongs in the league right now as a backup and he could work himself up to a potential starter? Yeah, but he wasn't good when he was a potential starter. Ever you know from the time like Colin Kaepernick had that flash in the pan that was incredible, right? It was it was great. What was it based on? It was based on what they do in Baltimore. It was the it was the initial incubation of that offense in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco at that time. Remember, then all of a sudden Jim Harbaugh saw whatever deficiencies were in that offense and said, man, we want to make you a pocket guy. And then I'll never forget where it really turned for me on Colin Kaepernick was when the Niners came to Denver and Peyton Manning was playing here, and they and it was almost like we're going to prove to you that we can beat you at your own game, and it was almost like the Kaepernick versus it was Kaepernick versus Manning show, and Denver put it on. I mean that was that was an ass whipping of biblical proportions, and it was it just showed you know, you're not ready for that style of. And I'm not saying that it never could be, but it was almost like we're going to thrust you into something that you can't do. Just to prove how smart we are, and um, and and you took away, you took away the biggest weapon that he had. You took away his biggest skill set, and made him into something that he wasn't. And so I think there's a progression for every quarterback. I think look at look at Denver right now, Russell Wilson. Look at where he started the NFL to where he is right now. Like it, it's not it's not even close to being it's not close to being the same thing, Mike. Like where Russell Wilson came in was, hey, we're going to run the, you know, the zone read and we're going we're gonna to threaten the edge and you're going to run the ball. and that, uh, Russell Wilson rarely runs the ball anymore. If you look at design runs, Russell Wilson is one of the lower quarterbacks in the league, but the effect he has on the running game, the effect he has on the backside of a defense is astronomical. Because people are afraid that Russell Wilson might take off and run, even though he doesn't want to, they're def- they're afraid of the designed runs. He doesn't really have designed runs anymore. But the bottom line is there's the threat, and so that to me is the beauty of of that. Well, you took Colin Kaepernick out of what he does best and try to make him something that he's not, and there's no wonder you know th- there's no wonder he struggled. I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. I hope somebody signs him. I hope he's a like. I hope he gets the opportunity to compete for a backup role and continue to work his craft. But gosh, oh my, he hasn't played to sit there and say he's better than five starting quarterbacks. That's that's foolishness to me. He hasn't played in five years. Let's give him. Let's let him. Let's let him walk before he runs. Right. Let's just stop throwing it. Hey, if you don't know how to swim, I don't throw you in the deep end without a life preserver on. Right. I, I want to teach you how to swim. I'm not just gonna chuck him into the deep end right now I think that's foolishness notice what we're talking about here by the way we have not once brought up his politics we have not brought up the the social issues part of it this has been strictly a football conversation right that you have uh that you've been making your case against or for him uh i I, I think he deserves a shot to compete i I don't think he should be blackballed mm-hmm. which he was for several years what Do you think the NFL has gotten to a point that they would like Colin Kaepernick to be in their league? you got a league right now that is strongly suggesting slash insisting that any new ownership includes a minority owner. Mm -hmm. They've made a lot of moves this offseason to ensure that more minority coaches get in the pipeline, especially on the offensive side of the football. So do you think the league maybe is at a point where they would like Colin Kaepernick to be in the league or does he still, um, are there still a lot of uh, hurt feelings there when it comes to Kaepernick? No, I don't think there, I don't think it hurt feelings at all. I think this is, I think for the NFL, this is just another, you know, kind of another rung in the ladder of, of partnership with the players and. You know, and and ultimately, kind of moving forward. So I I know I, I think they have a desire. Um, where I think five years ago they had a desire to kick him out of the league. Yep, I don't think there's any question. Um, and you know, you had the backdrop, and and let's face it, him as a dropback quarterback, that wasn't that wasn't good for him. Like like they thrust him into something that it just takes that 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 part of the game takes time. And they thrust him into it. And so I, I think they had a desire for him to be out. I think now they have a desire for him to be in. And so, again, I'd, I'd love to see him get the opportunity. Um, but, again, but, again, this is the NFL, which is, to me, the, the meritocracy of it. He's got to earn that opportunity. So we'll see. Last part of that um, McDaniels talking or not talking much about Kaepernick was he, one thing McDaniels did say, hey, Derek Carr does not need to be looking over his shoulder. How solid do you think Derek Carr is entrenched in Vegas right now? He got a new contract, but if you look at the contract, like a lot of new contracts, there's not a whole lot of real Mm -hmm. guarantees beyond just a couple of years. I think that he is very entrenched as a starter. I think that Derek Carr is a very undervalued, very good quarterback. Um, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to put him in the uh, you know half and half category or the whole, uh, the uh, whipping cream category. Um, he's he may be like he's not two percent either. I think he's I think like I always think Kirk Cousins is easy for me to say two percent. Yes, because you know prime time games, big time games. It, like when everything's going well, Kirk Cousins will play great. When everything's not going well. He'll he'll kind of follow the the lead of the team. I think that Derek Carr is not two percent. He's he's kind of he's right there between the maybe if you took a half a glass of two percent and mixed a half a glass of whole milk in it, that's where Derek Carr is. Okay, okay. Speaking about a quarterback who up until this point has been nothing but heavy cream, mm-hmm. it's Patrick Mahomes. Right. But Mahomes now does not have Tyreek Hill. and Mahomes was asked about it this week, and he said, "quote." That's what you're going to see with this offense this year. It's going to be everybody. It's not all going to be one guy. The whole receiving room is going to have big days, and that can be something we use to our advantage. So Patrick Mahomes, a a half-a-billion-dollar man, Mm -hmm. the boogeyman, Mm -hmm. the unicorn, Mm -hmm. how much will he be hurt at all by not having Tyreek Hill? Pre- he's 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 sounding like, hey, yeah, we're losing a dynamic guy in Tyreek Hill, but we'll make up with it, Strength in numbers. He sounds more like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that maybe, just maybe, you know, there's the old wives' tales, you know, the things that your parents taught you, like, you know, if you sit too close to the TV set, you'll go you you'll go cross eyed or whatever. You know, there's always these uh. If you keep doing that in your room by yourself, yeah, you're gonna go blind. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you grow hair on your palms. Uh, but Yeah. You know. I, I mean, heard that one. Yeah. What? But I uh, like. Do you think that maybe when he was a kid, he was just imitating a Sesame Street Muppet character so and, much, and his voice just got stuck that way. It just way? changed. It just he automatically likes, got stuck, and now. Like, who was he listening to? Oh, I like, uh, like, he was probably listening like, Grover or her Near? Yeah. Far. Right, yeah. <laughs> cookie Monster. Cookie! Cookie! She is for cookie. Yeah, she is for cookie. That's good enough for me. I, like, I just. So he you started mimicking Sesame Street characters. And then his voice got stuck. And it, it got stuck there. So there's another right, way that if you're, another... if you're, if it's Sesame Street's still going on. Yep and you're a young parent yep be careful be careful about letting your kids <laughs> mimic the muppet characters because they'll turn out don't sound like st- Patrick Mahomes and and your kids aren't athletic enough to get paid Good okay point. Right, right 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 so don't think that that's automatically he's going to be a quarterback um so, what was the question? Back on topic here. Oh, back on topic, Strength yeah. in numbers. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Scantling drafted Sky Moore. Yeah. Well, here, here's, here's the point. Kelsey. Here, right. Here's what you've got to understand, Mike. So, like, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs love to get five guys out in the pattern, right? And so, ultimately, when you get five eligibles, because that's what you can get out, five. In the offensive line, there's five there in the quarterback, right? So, you get all of the five guys out in the L. It's math. Watch out, math. I'm going to whip your ass, right? I've I got this. So, if you're playing a zone coverage, for instance, you got seven potential zone defenders if you rush four, seven zone defenders. Well, you know, if you're going to double team, if you're going to double team Tyreek Hill, somehow you're going to bracket him you're going to double team him what does that leave you with that left li- seven take away two is five so now i have five to cover four right so i have somebody free in the middle and i have you know a man to man or whatever whatever the zone is but if if all of a sudden we're going to say hey now we got a double team kelsey and tyreek hill that means your other three guys that means you're you've got four guys the four guys to cover two guys And that means you've got three guys left over for three guys. You're getting one-on-ones outside there. So it leaves dudes wide open. It leaves you options. And ultimately, you take a guy off the field that you have to double-team, guess what? I can double-team Kelsey and still double-team somebody else. and feel Like, it gives you options. It gives you opportunities to be better in coverage. And if you can extend it, the amount of time – you have before the quarterback releases the ball because you take those guys away, you take the primaries away, you take the Travis Kelsey away. Guess what it allows? It allows your pass rushers to get home, and so you can't tell me it's not going to have a it's not going to have a big effect on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's the other part: Kansas City City's going to run the ball. The, is is this an opportunity to go? Hey, maybe we should you know reconsider the fact that we should run the ball. I mean. I. You can't tell me that they're not going to be diminished. Now, go is it 28 points a game to 24 points a game, 25 points a game, 23 points a game? I don't know, but it, it's going to have an effect. It'll be interesting. This will kind of show us a little bit about Mahomes because Mahomes has been very reliant. Well, either I'm sorry, two ways to go. He's either been very reliant on or you just cannot deny the incredible chemistry he's had with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. In his four years as a starter, Mahomes, 45% of his completions and 50% of his yards and touchdowns went to Kelsey and Hill. Sure. That's a staggering amount of production from two guys. Tons so, of production. Is that just, hey, those guys should think they're lucky stars that they play with Mahomes. And there are two other guys who now who are waiting to be able to get mm. that. Maybe it's the Juju Smith-Schuster and a, a, and a Valdez-Scantling who are ready to get that kind of production. Or will we see Mahomes fall back because he's been so reliant on uh, Hill and Kelsey? Yeah, I, I think that I think it's – well, first off, I think one of the things you have to understand is – you can sit there and say hey we're going to spread the ball around hey JJ Smith Schuster and and he's a good player don't get me wrong he's a really good player and i'll just go back to doing doing a game a baltimore game where they had played kansas city and and their coordinator wink martindale at the time he's now the giants coordinator um is a buddy of mine good buddy of mine he coached here in denver i've known him for a long time and uh Wink just kind of unsolicited. We were just talking about the game, and he's like, well, it it's just different. You know, we're talking about coverage breakdown here or there or whatever. He goes, it, you got to understand, it's just different. He goes, on, on the field, just flat out on the field. And, I mean, this guy that coached against Randy Moss and mm-hmm. coached against, you know, Dante Stallworth and coached against all these guys who were, you know, speed merchants, right? Uh, who's the guy, Joey Galloway back in the day, and, like, he's like, On the field, in pads, Tyreek Hill is the quickest and fastest player I have ever witnessed, ever. And it's different than being fast. Like, Mm -hmm. just being fast, there's a lot of fast guys that aren't great football players. This guy's got body awareness, route running ability, initial burst, quickness to get away from you quickness in tight spots to create instant separation it's it's all those things so if you're going to if you're going to get five guys out like sometimes you need that quick throw and that quick throw if if JJ Sh- smith schuster isn't getting instant separation you got to get off him and you got to get to the next guy right now or you got to throw your check down but he's got instant separation and he throws a 6 yard ball and it goes sixty six. Like Schmidt Schuster isn't that guy. I'm sorry. Is is McCole Hardman that guy? Well, we're, as as the you know as Gary Kubiak used to say here in Denver, we're fixing to find out. Speaking of Mahomes, he and Josh Allen are teaming up, competing against Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in one of those made for TV golf events. Yeah. And as you'd expect. You got some some competitors. You got some guys who love to mm. – alpha dogs out there. And so there's been a little trash talk going back and forth to help promote it. But I thought the trash talk went to a whole nother level. And you tell me because was it trash talk or was there a little bit of biting edge to this? So Brady posted a video of him holding out from the fairway or a yeah, hole-in-one. Right. I think it was holding out from the fairway. And Josh Allen called BS, literally called it BS. Said, nah, Ugh. that thing was digitally altered or something like Ugh. that. He didn't do it, right? Brady fired back and said there's a difference between golf bleep talk and football bleep talk, and Josh Allen hasn't done enough on the field to back up his talk, especially against me. Mm-hmm. All right. Did that go a little bit well, beyond, or did it strike you as being a little bit Personal, like this is beyond just pump-up talk and promotional talk. This this sounds a little raw, yeah, little real. I I think you have to. I think you have to understand the two characters, uh, the two characters in this uh, uh, novel, the two characters in this uh, scenario, the two characters in this little soap opera. Yeah, tete a tete. Um, You know soap opera. Yeah, well, I know soap opera. Uh, I am Detective Rock Hoover. (laughs) Put the guy in light out of business. Yeah. <laughs> 72 years. That show was uh, run through radio and television. It took me two years to get it canceled. <laughs> yeah. Ah, my claim to flame, uh. or fame. Uh, here's, I think here's the two things you got to know. Brady is a legendary smack talker. And, I, and this is always what struck me about meeting with Brady and talking to Brady and getting to know Brady. Man, Brady loves to mix it up in that environment. I think one of the things, one of the reasons that Brady continues to play, honestly, Mike, it's the only place that Brady can really be Brady. It's the only place where he can be himself. He is so freaking famous. Like, he's a prisoner of his own fame, and he can't go anywhere else. And I think he loves to talk smack. He loves to compete. He loves loves all that about the game. And this just gives him that opportunity to do that. The other thing that's been impressive, I did a a deal. I did a, an event, a chalk talk, if you will. It was with uh, I think it was with Castrol Oil at a Super Bowl a couple of years ago with uh, Josh Allen, and um, I'm telling you, I am like in in you know I'm I'm hosting. You know me, man. I'm I'm all over the place and having a good time, and. I've never met a celebrity that I couldn't offend, you know, just because that's like it. It like I think it's funny, and if you can't handle it, that's on you. That's not a me thing. That's a you thing. And I'm flipping him grief, you know, in front of the crowd, whatever. And dude, he went right. I mean, he went right after me, like right after me. And I'm like, oh, touche. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I like this. Yeah, I like this kid. It's on. So we ended up talking afterwards and goofing around because we had like back to back deals. You know, one group came in, we, we, you know, hung out, shucked and jived for 30 minutes, and then we did the next one and all that kind of stuff. Like, that dude is smart. He is quick witted. He is uh, like, he's, he's, he is made for this. So, and I think people are going to get it. I think people are going to get a sense. Like, we know how good a player he's become and stuff. I think this. This deal with with the the four of them, I think you're going to get a a little bit of insight. It's almost like when Brady became a national treasure when he became when he went from hated to loved when he stumbled off that boat <laughs> and needed help like he's drunk. Yeah. Brady's not a cyborg; he's a right. human, right? Right. I think you're going to have the same sense about Josh Allen. You're going to be like, "Oh, dude, that dude is witty. That dude is funny." I think we're going to watch this because we're all going to watch it. That made for television that we're gonna watch it i I know i it's a it's appointment television for me, speaking of keeping an appointment, yeah, uh for a lot of teams, this was an o t a week organized mm-hmm. team activities yes. they are voluntary, mm-hmm. but are they mandatory voluntary to the point where when players miss it, how big of a deal is it? I'm just using. And and there are examples throughout the league. I'm using here in Denver. Melvin Gordon didn't show up. Um, and that was kind of a thing, right? You knew, you know, Russell Wilson's here, mm-hmm. new coaching staff. Should you be here for these OTAs, even though, according to the letter of the law, they are voluntary? Um, I think you should be there. I don't think it's about the team. I don't think it's. I, I. mean, I don't think it's about the management. Let me say that, not the team. I don't think it's about the management. I don't think it's about the coaches. I don't think it's about upstairs. I don't think it's about any. I'd like, uh, I don't think it's about contract. I don't. I think it's about your teammates. Um, you know, I kind of look at that like I look at being on time. It's a real pet peeve of mine. Because, like you know me, man, and and I don't. I don't say this lightly, and I'm not patting myself on the back. I am not late for anything, ever. Um, and because it's been ingrained in me from the time I was a little kid, beyond time, and really the biggest reason for that to me is when you're late, what you're really saying is that my time, it, to me it's, it's entitlement. My time is more important than your time. So you'll wait for me, and i don't that I don't ever ever want to be perceived as an entitled turd um because that's not the way I feel, and so when you are when you are habitually late, you're a turd, you're basically saying everybody can wait on me because. I'm the most important and I cannot live that way. And so for me, even if you don't want to go, even if you've got your own regime and you've got your own, Hey, you know, Melvin Gordon, I've been working out the way I've been working out for several years and this is how, this is my process and all that baloney, you know, about the process. Yeah. I get that. You have a process. It like you coming over to the OTAs for four days, doesn't take you out of your process. You can still have your process there. It's about being together with your team. And I don't – I personally don't like it. Now, I understand if you're in a big contract dispute. You're not. You just agreed to a new one-year deal or whatever. Show up. Yeah, Lamar Lamar Jackson staying away is a contract statement. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that part of it, but I just – again – well, my process is my process. I'm more important than than the process that we're going together at going together through as a group. But my process is a little bit better than that. I just that that's irritating. To not me. only is it that that feeling of I accountability. hate accountability. <laughs> no, I hate Melvin, no. <laughs> teasing. Is, I'm teasing people. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. But I I guess I would just look at it like man, I would just feel an overwhelming sense of guilt. Like they're all there. Doing it, well, why am I not there? Right. I would just feel like again it'd be it's a combination a- of guilt and FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. Uh, yeah, I think there's that. I just think again, it, it, like I'm, I'm worried about like, not that I'm worried, but I am concerned about what message do I send to everybody? Yeah. Hey, when the going like, hey, the going gets tough in in Kansas City and you guys are about ready to go down and score and maybe beat them for the first time in 13 games, and you put the ball on the ground. Now, I know there was a missed block, but guess what? Buttercup, greasy fingers, hold on to the ball. Is part of your process greasing up your hands during the offseason to make them slippery? I, I, like, those are things, like, I never, I never, that we're all going to get our ass whipped. If you play, you're going to get your ass whipped occasionally. I never, ever, 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 ever wanted to give a reason to my teammates, to the coaching staff, to the organization, or to the media to say, ah, you know, he did miss those OTAs. And they were, I I was like, hey, man, if I get my ass whipped, I get my ass whipped. But it's not from a lack of effort, a lack of preparation, a lack of study, lack of what. It's just that, hey, physically, I got dominated, whatever. No one's going to be able to use this against right. me right. I am never going to give you an opportunity yeah. to go, well, here's the issue right, 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 yeah, maybe if he showed up, maybe he showed up yeah. we 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 wouldn't have lost this game i that that is that's not in my DNA, so they're voluntary until they... in my mind they're vo- they're mandatory. mandatory they're voluntary, yeah, as Joe Gibbs used to say, hey, you don't have to come to the off season workouts. But if you wanna actually play here, you 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 need to live here. Like yeah, that was his deal. Yeah. This is voluntary. So you don't have to live here, yeah. but if you want to make the team, you need to live here. It's mandatory. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way it worked. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Sink of Truth, we appreciate you so much. Like to thank Bet Rivers. Remember, the man 101 series of Bet Rivers coming to you live pretty soon here. We're gonna start the filming. Uh, for a new season of uh, Man 101 Bet Rivers bet with the winner bet with Bet Rivers uh, also stinking good green chili for Mike I am Mark from Millennial Ben we'll talk to you again later on in the week